From the movie house to your widescreen at home, Radio 111's going to the cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. Hi, everybody. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies and television show on this double feature. So we're going to talk about two movies. The first one is going to be The Black Phone and then Elvis. Now, I saw both movies. I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to miss a couple of days because I had a couple of personal things to take care of. And also because, you know, office got closed down, unfortunately, due to sick sickness and all that. So I do apologize for any delays on reviews. I wanted to go ahead and do... A double feature review so we're going to talk about both black phone and elvis now it's one of those things where like i really liked both movies i really did they're some of the best movies that have been made this year so i thought it'd be nice to have like a double uh maybe not double size but double reviews and also because i feel like in a lot of ways they do reflect each other because they're both about eras of the 70s and all that so Elvis has parts of the film that take place in the 70s and the black film takes place in the 70s. And I think it's interesting that both films came out around the same day and it's pretty great. Um, I will say that I actually really did enjoy both movies, but why don't we go ahead and talk about the black phone first. Now the black phone is a movie based on the Joe Hill story of the same name in 20th century ghosts. Now this story itself is about a young boy who gets kidnapped by somebody known as the grabber. Now the grabber goes around kidnapping children and ultimately kills them. So the kid, when he's locked in the dungeon or wherever the basement or whatever it is that it really is, I th- it's just a dungeon really. Um, the kid is surrounded in this room by nothing but walls except for a black phone on the wall and on the black phone on the wall every time he answers it is the voice of one of the children that has been killed by the grabber now that's all i'm gonna say about it without getting too much into spoiler territory it is one of those films that you kind of have to watch it to sort of experience it now, I saw a movie critic known as Brad Jones, who does cinema, uh, the Cinema Snob series. I want to give him credit for this line. The film itself does seem like a made-for-TV movie from the 70s in the most polite, sweet, wonderful way possible to say it. And we really do love that aesthetic. It does have an aesthetic from the 70s. And I think that what I like about its approach to the 70s is that it does feel like a television movie from that era. It feels like a product of that era that's retrospective at the same time because it does have a lot of things to show about how the 70s were not just this fun era that associated with disco, but it was also an era in which people sometimes made the mistake of like not watching over their children or sometimes there was an era in which like you know the economy does cause people to work so much 
that they might neglect their children and therefore children might be more vulnerable to being deceived by people like the grabber it's an interesting portrait of the 70s about how parenthood is a lot more harder and that in a lot of ways people like the grabber took advantage of like the economy and took advantage of like you know all these circumstances in order to take children away and i thought it was interesting that they actually had children of color in this story now there's this one child in the story that is latino and you know you can kind of guess from the trailer that he is one of the kids that gets kidnapped and i thought it was great that they did address like his home life and circumstances why he is preyed upon by the grabber the grabber in the story preys upon children that are in vulnerable households like households that are you know suffering from racism that are victims of like economic uh, bad economic circumstances so i thought it was actually a really good way of showing how society for the most part puts these kids at risk not only from an economic standpoint from but from a personal safety standpoint that they will be victims and part of these like horrible people who will see them as easy prey because they don't have the resources to essentially fight back, unfortunately. Or they have resources where sometimes they aren't able to be at home for long periods of time. So therefore the grabber has more opportunities, which is interesting commentary and that the film has to an extent maybe i'm reading too much into it i do want to say that but i also feel like it is something that, that got me thinking now i want criticism i've heard about the black phone is that it doesn't offer anything new which is in my opinion missing the point it's not meant to be like the new era of horror films like i do think that i am very happy about this current decade so far because you know the black phone is a great entry i think it's a great movie because of because of not only its picture of the 1970s but i also think that mason thomas and madeline mcgraw are great as both uh finney and gwen the two children that are the leads of this movie gwen is finney's younger sister now finney is the lead character who gets like um kidnapped by the grabber and uh, his sister gwen she is this girl who might have psychic abilities it's kind of like i don't know if i've mentioned this before but joe hill wrote the original story and he is stephen king's son and just like his father he incorporates a lot of like children with mysterious powers in his work i think this is sort of like a tribute to that it feels like a stephen king work but what I like about how Joan Hill does it is that I think Joan Hill kind of sticks to landing with his endings a little bit better. But that's just me spilling some tea about that. But I think they really do give a great performance. The, the two kids, Mason Thames and Madeline McGraw, they give such amazing performances, especially considering how young they are. They have to carry this movie. You have to actually care about them and feel invested in their story. So I do find myself like really happy that i saw the movie and that i was rooting for them i really was i think that finney is one of the more intelligent child characters in a horror film i love how gwen is very intelligent too i like horror films with intelligent children who try to figure out what's going on try to get out of their situation i like that i like the fact 
that this girl has psychic powers, but she is not, you know, like dumb. What I'm saying is that I've seen a lot of films where a character has psychic powers and they never use them or they are dumb or vague about it. You know, I've even seen Stephen King do it with his works where a character has a psychic ability and you're like, okay, well, what, what does that mean? Movie? Like what, what are you trying to say? Like, and in this film, like Gwen actually tries to actively resolve the case. She doesn't just sit there and not do anything or wait for the vision. She actually goes out of her way to like investigate. And I also appreciate the fact that the cops, you know, the moment they see that this girl might be onto something, they believe her. I appreciate that the film has intelligent enough characters that it actually makes it scarier. I like the idea that the grabber played by Ethan Hawke, who is so good in the movie, by the way. He is scary and yet strangely subtle in his performance. Like, he isn't, like, always yelling. I mean, he is scary. Like, he does chase, and when things get loud, it gets loud. I like the fact that he's someone who seems really unnerved. Like, this is a person that legitimately I have encountered walking down the street, how scary they are. Like, someone who can go from being a really kind person, but they're definitely not right in the head, to quickly being violent. I like the fact that there's this one scene where he talks to Finney and plays around with the idea of freeing him. And then when Finney says something wrong, you can just tell in his mannerisms that that is not the answer that he wanted, that he expected a different kind of answer because in his mind, he wants things to work a certain kind of way. He has a very, this is a very complex painting of a mentally like psychotic person. This is a very, very strong performance by Ethan Hawke. So I am going to say this. I think that if we lived in the, in a good world, Ethan Hawke would be being talked about in best supporting actor category. If this was a world that horror films can do well in at the Oscars, that he would be a pretty strong early contender. I'm not saying he... Po- it depends on the competition, of course, but he's very good in the film. And so for me... I love seeing his interactions with the child actors because he really does provoke actual fear when you see when you see him in the film. So I am happy to say that the black phone is a frightening, scary, but yet still emotionally gripping movie. And it's still it's heartbreaking because you want the kid to succeed so badly. And so I, I will say this, it is a rewarding horror film. It's rewarding because you go through so much and then the ending we get at the end is rewarding. It actually rewards its audience for actually caring and for what and for actually, you know, rooting for the kid. So I will say I'm going to give the black phone four stars out of four. I really did enjoy it. I think that anybody who wants to see a really good horror film should go see it. If you want to see a throwback movie that reminds you of the 70s, it's another reason to go see it. But I also think in general that it works because of its performances, good directing, and, you know, maybe there might be some silly things here and there, but I think that it is a good movie. It is a very good movie, and even if it quote-unquote doesn't say anything new, I don't think that's the point. I think what it tries to do is to do something stylistically different with the story about a kidnapped child. I think that it's one of those things where, like, people 
genuinely expect a certain kind of movie and because they saw in the trailer like i can see someone watching the trailer thinking oh they're gonna get jump scares everywhere and they're gonna be scared all the time and it's like no this is a film in which it lets a situation sit with you the fact that being kidnapped you know if you're trapped in a dungeon you're gonna be scared all the time but you're also gonna be bored all the time i like the fact that it captures that feeling of uncertainty of like mixed emotions because the kid in that scene you know in these scenes under the in the dungeon you feel his emotions you feel them so i think it does have something sort of new to say even if you don't think it's like entirely original film it's also meant to be evocative of films of the past so four stars because it does succeed in doing that but it also succeeds in being a really good thriller a good horror film it's just compelling and has good performances now let's talk about elvis now elvis is a really good movie too this is definitely another four-star movie uh elvis i'm not gonna get too much into the <laughs> into what it's about but it, because obviously you know who elvis presley is i'm gonna give my audience some credit on that one but elvis this is a biopic by Boz lerman about elvis's childhood to becoming a rock star in the 1950s and then it does go into the 70s very briefly but it's mostly about the 50s and 60s and all that stuff and his complex relationship with his manager uh cornell cornell uh tom parker now <laughs> now let me just say the one thing that I've, i think is the most divisive thing in the movie you might be asking so how's tom ha what how's tom hanks in the movie well tom hanks is a mixed bag for me he gives what i call a memorable performance memorable is the right word but it's also a really strange kind of performance but i don't know is this movie it's a it's a boz lerman movie like i'm gonna be honest boz lerman is the type of director that is so eccentric and has weird performances throughout his movies i also think that it, he's always exciting like he's an exciting director that really knows how to take things and do something innovative with it I think the concert scenes are well done. I also think that uh, the just overall like even the dialogue even the scenes where you think are Going to be a little bit slower Boz Lerman always has that ability to make dialogue even seem energetic and magnetic, right? So I definitely think Boz Lerman was the best director for this movie and so when I saw Tom Hanks in the movie, I'm like, okay, that is the type of performance that Boz Lerman would direct someone to give. It's memorable. It's he certainly has the energy, but it is a strange performance. It is definitely what I like to call a um, actor reaching retirement performance. Like it is a type of performance that I would say Betty Davis would have gave in the 60s and the 70s when she made movies like Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. It is the type of performance that Nicolas Cage gives nowadays. It is a, an interesting but very otherworldly performance. It's a strange performance. I would even say that if you think it's bad acting, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's a, I just think it's a memorable performance. But if you go into this movie and you saw it and you said, "Okay, that was a bad performance." I wouldn't doubt it. If someone said it was a great performance, I wouldn't doubt it either. That's how divisive it's going to be. So, for me, I think there are moments where he's great. I think there are moments where he's kind of bad, but overall it's memorable. So, if it gets nominated, 
Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Maybe I need to rewatch that performance. I think it ages as the film goes on, as the film and the relationship between him and the Austin Butler portrayal of Elvis goes uh, progresses. It, it makes more sense, but you know, certainly not going to pretend that this performance wasn't strange. Now, as for Austin Butler, he is the reason to go see this movie. He captures Elvis so well without making him a caricature. I was worried a little bit about how it was going to go because I think that Elvis Presley is a very easy person to caricature. You can be like, what do you know, baby? Like, you know, obviously I've seen people give those types of performances, right? Like exactly what I imitated. I was concerned for a second that we were going to get something like that because I was like, no, because, you know, I saw the trailers and I saw and I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, admittedly, I'll admit when I'm not paying attention, because sometimes like every time I went to the theaters and this movie trailer played, I was always talking to the person next to me because we always plan out, hey, what movies are we going to watch next week? Or because I sometimes bring someone along with me to give a second opinion, because th that's how I tend to do my reviews is to try to learn what the other person has to say. So. I was a little concerned about this film, mostly for Boz Lerman, but also I thought, please, 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 Boz Lerman, please don't play into the stereotype too much. So when Elvis Presley showed up and Austin Butler played him right, I was like, okay, this is a human being. Austin Butler is human. He gives Elvis Presley this humanity back. Because for years and years, Elvis Presley has been made into this joke and made into like a caricature of who he is. And now he is given the performance. I think this is Austin Butler's performance of his lifetime so far. This He is amazing in this. He really is. He captures his voice well. He is able to sound like Elvis without sounding like a fucking cartoon <laughs> sorry about the language but i have to emphasize that it is a brilliant performance he really does become the real elvis if you were to see like clips of elvis and austin butler they match pretty well but i also like the fact that he gives his own character too that he able to he captures these moments that we don't see ever recorded in real life like these moments these conversations but you feel it right you do see elvis presley there you see a real human you see the man behind the music and I would say, too, is that, like, the music, of course, is always great. So I'm it's believe it or not, the music's not as big as part of the movie as one would think. But I appreciate that the movie is more about Austin Butler's Elvis and the music is sort of like the seasoning. You have a great meat piece of steak right there. That is Austin Butler's performance. And the music just adds to it. So I think that is great. And I also think the cinematography is one of those things where you just got to watch it. It is a beautiful movie to look at. Boz Lerman, you know, even if you have mixed feelings about his movies, are very beautiful to look at. Moulin Rouge is beautiful. The Great Gatsby is a very beautiful movie to look at. You got to watch it. I also think that it's a great movie that motivates you to, like, want to live the life that you choose to live. Now, I do want to address something to a few people who I know that I know might be listening. Now, does the film address some of the controversies regarding Elvis Presley and black music history? I think the film does offer a slightly more complex photo of the situation. 
I understand that like Elvis Presley is a mixed bag in some circles because yeah, he became famous versus a lot of black artists that, you know, made a lot of the same type of music. Like, you know, they never got to be famous, but Elvis Presley did. So it's sort of like he piggybacks off of the success of people of color. And I think it's it I think it's a much more complex portrait and the film does give space to it but of course it's a biopic where it's going to talk about Elvis's life and I don't think Elvis was always co- actively thinking about his actions so it does get addressed in a way that I think is good enough for the film as a whole I think it's more of a it will inspire conversations at least if someone went up to me and said you know the movie doesn't fully address that I get it I don't think it can I think if there's a four-hour version, maybe there is a four. Apparently, there is a four-hour version according to Boslerman. But if that version ever gets released, I would love to see if they ever deal with that. But again, I think it's one of those movies where it's more about the style and the story of Elvis Presley. Like you know what his story represents, which is living an unconventional life. That really matters more than. You know, if the film, if there is going to be a movie that talks about it, I think there should be a film specifically dedicated to dealing with Elvis Presley's, you know, controversy, like his marriage to an underage girl or his relationship to one and the and the racial element behind how behind his success, you know, or clouding his success. You know, I think that there should be works that deal with that. This isn't. I think this is more of a stylistic view at Elvis more so it's about Elvis's the the personal and the business side versus Elvis the social way to look at it right so if you want to see that type of work I I would definitely encourage any filmmakers you know definitely if you're a young filmmaker and you're listening to this and you want to make a story about that situation i think there's space for that and i think this film opens up maybe the possibility of that being something we can talk about in the later movie so i would love to see that i really would i would love to see a movie about elvis presley through the lens of like you know what happened to the black artists that elvis presley took a lot of the fame from you know i think that that is i think that would be a very interesting biopic and i would love to see that but as for my final thoughts on this film, I think it's a great movie, uh, especially by the fact that Austin Butler gives a great performance, and I think he's probably gonna win Best Actor at this point. I don't see that much like competition. Like I'm happy I saw my uh, one of my favorite performances in a biopic, and I think Austin Butler really is going to be a big movie star, and I think it'd be very unwise of Hollywood not to pick him up for more roles because he is an amazing actor he's not just a pretty face to look at as a lot of people have pointed out he really is an amazing actor and Boz Lerman you know what he stuck to landing this time four stars he is a great director he this is the story I think he was meant to tell so you know thank you for listening to flicks and picks go watch the black phone or Elvis you'll have a great time with either one Stay safe and go watch a great movie.